Well, good morning. Happy Father's Day, dads. And if Father's Day is a difficult time for you, uh, we pray for you as well. Let's pray for dads. God, thank you for our fathers. Thank you for the men in our lives that, uh, that may have just been father figures to us, God. I pray that today's a day of celebration, of memory. And if for some today is a day of pain and uh, regret, God, I pray that they would feel the presence of their heavenly father, you in their life. And I pray this in your son's name. Amen. So today I want to talk to you about uh, some fears that I have. A couple fears that that I'm going to share. One of them I've shared probably many times before. If you've been around LifePoint a while, you'll you'll know this one. And that I, I do have like a little germ thing, you know, a little fear of germs. And yesterday my wife and I were shopping and we get up to the counter and the lady is sneezing. Over and over, and, and, and I'm thinking, well, maybe it's just allergies. And she goes, I have this horrible cold. And she just keeps sneezing, and I'm standing there like, I'm right here. Like, why are you doing that? And then she says, well, let me bag that up for you. And she goes, licks her fingers, gets a bag. And while she's doing that, I said, you know what? I don't need a bag. I'm okay. And so we, I literally carried my purchase out without a bag and went straight to Walgreens and got some hand sanitizer Took care of that, put on the steering wheel where I'd been touching, the gear shift, all that stuff, uh, because uh, I'm afraid. And if you ever met my mother, you would say, oh, I get it. I totally understand, you know, why it's like that. And another thing I'm afraid of is uh, big dogs. Uh, Big dogs strike some fear in me. So if I come to your house and you have a big dog, uh, I may not act like it, but inside I'm tensing up. Even if you say, oh, he won't bother you. Because there were two dogs in my life that I heard, he won't bother you, that bit me. And so every time, if I'm on a run and a big dog runs out and it's barking, most of the time it's, it's just trying to be friendly, it's not going to bother me, but I get this fear that just kind of wells up inside of me. Now sometimes when we have fears, like those two, it makes sense. There's a reason. There's some reality that those fears are rooted in. But then there are other fears in our life that are not rooted in reality at all. Some of us have fears that are rooted in reality, like, well, I've been hurt in relationships over and over again, and so I'm done with that. I've trusted people, and they hurt me, so I'm finished. That's a fear that's rooted in reality. I tried, I failed, I made a bad decision, and so I'm not going to try anymore. It's rooted in reality. But then there are other fears that aren't. The fear that, well, nobody, nobody cares about me. That's not true. Somebody cares about you. And we all deal with these fears that aren't, aren't quite rooted in reality. And if we're going to overcome the fears in our lives, it's going to take this one thing I'm going to talk about today, and that's courage. It's being able to move on through life in spite of having fears that we all deal with. Whether they're rooted in reality or not, you won't get where you need to be in life unless you deal with the fears that can come up inside of you. And if we don't figure out how to deal with that, then we're always going to be held back from our full potential that God has for each of us. So if there was a way or a magic formula to overcome our fears, uh, you'd want to know that. If I could just stop thinking about germs and I could just stop having the hand sanitizer right there by my side in the car like that, I would. Any other fears that we have, if you could just overcome them like that, you would say, yes, I'll take that pill. I'll do that thing. 
But all of us have to figure out if we're going to reach our full potential that God has for us, how are we going to get through fears? We're going to look at a story in the Old Testament where an individual and a group of people were no doubt dealing with some significant fears in their life and how they overcame them and kept pushing forward in spite of it. There's some Bibles coming down the aisles right now. If you don't have one, you can just raise your hand. That's yours to keep. You can also follow along on the screen. We're going to be looking at this story that's in the Old Testament book of Joshua. Joshua was a guy in the Old Testament that his life is recorded around the time that the nation of Israel was getting ready to move into the promised land that God had promised them generations before. The nation of Israel was in slavery in Egypt. They were delivered because of Moses' obedience to God. And for a couple of generations, they made some mistakes. They wandered around. And a journey that should have taken a few days or weeks ended up taking 40 years. And they're getting closer and closer to the promised land, closer and closer to what God had promised them, to living the potential he had given them. And then their leader, Moses, dies. And a new leader is appointed, and his name is Joshua. So now here's this new leader, and he's got millions of people under his leadership, and this is how it's recorded in the Old Testament book of Joshua, chapter 1. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' aid, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now then, you and all these people get ready to cross the Jordan River into the land I'm about to give to them, to the Israelites. I will give you every place where you set your foot, as I promised Moses. Your territory will extend from the desert to Lebanon and from the great river, the Euphrates, all the Hittite country to the Mediterranean Sea in the west. No one will be able to stand against you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and courageous because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their ancestors to give them. This is God making a promise to somebody that's getting ready to do something that's very difficult. Somebody that's getting ready to go into battle. Somebody that's going to have some successes and some failures. And God is saying, look, you need to go because I'm with you every step of the way. Now, there's no doubt they were dealing, and Joshua was dealing with fear. So how do you, when you're dealing with fear, how do you keep it from paralyzing your life? Anybody, you don't have to raise your hand, but anybody been paralyzed by fear, you couldn't move forward simply because you were afraid, simply because you didn't know what the outcome was going to be, so you didn't take a step, you didn't do anything, you just stood there, maybe emotionally or spiritually, you, you just stood there. And you couldn't make a decision. You couldn't move forward. To move forward in life past fear, it's going to take a lot of courage. And if you're taking notes, write this down. Courage is moving forward in spite of fear. If you wait until there is no fear in your life before you make a decision, you're never going to make one. If you wait until, oh, I'm not afraid now, I can now act upon this not going to work. It takes courage to move ahead and take steps forward in life in spite of the fears 
that we have. Now, that's really hard to do. I mean, God gave him something that, that, that should have made it easier, saying, I'll be with you every step of the way. I'm not going to let people defeat you. Uh, you're going to make it. Same kind of things that he tells us. God promised a couple of things here to Joshua and the Israelites that he also promises to us. The first one is, God will be with me no matter what. Now, God didn't say everything's going to be perfect. You're not going to have any heartaches or headaches or, or challenges. He just said, I will be with you. And ultimately, my will is going to win. That was God's promise. Same thing he promises us. He never says you're going to have a trouble-free life where you're going to have all the stuff you want. You're going to be successful in every single thing that you accomplish without any challenges. He never promises that. What he does promise is, I will be with you period. So how, does it, how do we get better at demonstrating courage in the face of fear? First of all, realize God said he's going to be with us. That's a promise. Every time I officiate a wedding, every one I've ever done through the last couple of decades, I always include this last part of Joshua 1, where he says, never will I leave you, never will I forsake you. And I tell the couple, God will never leave you. God will never forsake you. That's the promise he gave to Joshua. That's the promise he gives to us. And that's the promise the two of you are about to make to each other. Never to leave and never to forsake this person that you've chosen for life. So you might be in the, in the front that may be a big decision in front of you, a big challenge in front of you, but you can take comfort in knowing God is with me. Now, you may think, well, how do I know that? How, how do I know that he's with me? Well, not only is God with you, God, God prepares us for what is coming in our life. You may think you're going through this really difficult time, and maybe you are, that you think, how am I going to get through this? Everything you're experiencing now can prepare you for what's to come later. Parents, dads, think about this. When you first uh, had this baby show up at the house, I remember thinking, what am I supposed to do with this? Like, my life is forever altered. How does this work? I can remember having this last look in our nice little clean house when we were going to the hospital, when it was time for our first to be born. And I, can, I forgot something, of course, and I run back in the house, and I'm closing the door, and I'm looking into this nice clean living room. And in my head, I'm thinking, it's probably never going to look like that again. It probably never will. Everything changed. And then a baby comes home, and you love it so much, and you're thinking, how could I ever ever let anybody babysit this child? How could I ever let, leave this child in anyone else's care but, but mine and my wife's? How could I ever do that? And then a couple months in, we got a babysitter and we were down on a date and I was like, that was pretty easy. That was a lot easier than I was thinking it was going to be. And then they get close to school age. And, and I remember our first, I followed the bus to school. She insisted on riding the bus and I followed it to school the first few days of of elementary, or first few days of kindergarten because I, I just didn't trust the bus driver. I didn't know what was going to happen. And I remember being all torn up inside because of it. And then they move on to elementary school. And, and the church I was serving at, I went with our youth pastor to visit a middle school teacher. And I remember walking through, the, walking through the halls of this middle school. The bell rang. All these kids came out. And the only thing I could think was, I'm going to homeschool our children. <laughs> we didn't. But I remember thinking, I, I was, they were little, and I was thinking, no way, these kids are too big. 
They smell bad. They're using foul language. I do not want my children here. But they got there, and it was okay. And then they get closer to that age of putting the keys in the ignition and starting the car and, and driving out of the driveway without you with them. And if you have little ones right now, you're probably thinking, oh my gosh, that's never going to happen, my baby. There's no way. But you'll be able to. And every step along the way gets you ready for what is next. And so whatever you're going through in life, you may think, I can't get through this. You may think, I can't, I can't move on. How am I going to do this? It's a slow preparation for what is next. And so that's how you can take maybe something difficult that's going on in your life right now or a very difficult decision you're facing or a relationship that you're in and realize this is God preparing me for whatever is next. The good and the bad is preparing you for a future that only God can see. It's going to take courage to push through your fears and realize God's always with me and what's happening now is preparing me for whatever is next. Moving forward, even though you may have some fears. And as the Israelites moved forward under Joshua's leadership, they, they get close to the river and they have to cross the river. And then they knew after we cross the river, there's going to be some battles that we have to undertake. There's going to be some fights that we're going to have to have with enemies in order to get to where God has promised us he's going to take us. They knew that there was a city called Jericho that they were going to have to go to battle with if they were going to live up to the potential that God had given them. And there may be some things going on in your life that you know there's some battles that you have to engage in in order to live up to the potential that God has promised all of us. Jesus, Jesus said in the New Testament, book of John, he says this, I have come that you can have life and you can have it to the full. He's saying the life that I have for you is a life that can be full, is a life that in spite of everything that's going on around you, you can enjoy, is a life that no matter what mistakes you make, what you do to others, what others do to you, if you'll listen to me, I have a life that you can enjoy. But for some of us, for some of you here in this room today, there's the life that God has for you over here that you can enjoy, but there's something between you and that life. Whether it's a decision, whether it's something you've got to start doing, stop doing, give up, something. And that's what was going on with the Israelites. There was that life and that land that God had promised way over there, and between them and the promises of God were these obstacles that they had to overcome, were these things that they had to go through. And so they cross the river, and they know they're getting ready to go to battle. Then Joshua gets alone with God, and God speaks to him. In Joshua chapter 5 and verse 2, it says this. At that time, the Lord said to Joshua, Make flint knives and circumcise the Israelites again. So Joshua made flint knives and circumcised the Israelites. Now, if I was Joshua, I'd be saying, God, could you say that again? Because you're saying to go defeat these enemies, but now you're saying do this? Well, there's a lot, there's some meaning behind that. They'd been wandering in the desert for 40 years. A couple generations before that, God said this sign of circumcision on the males 
is what shows their commitment. Not only are there hygienic reasons for it and purposes for it, he's saying this is what shows their commitment. And I'm sure when Joshua goes back to the army and says, hey guys, um, I got some news. Uh, And here's what God, I'm sure a great debate ensued. Like, are you sure? Do you need to go back and talk to God again? Because I'm not sure that that's what we're supposed to do. And I'm sure he explained to them, look, generations before, this is what all men did to show their commitment to God. This is what happened. This was the, our sign, our mark. And I'm sure they're thinking, all right, did a woman decide this? Like, because you know, there's no man going to be sitting around with other men saying, hey, you know what we ought to do to show our commitment to God? I just don't think it would go that way. But for whatever reason, this news comes down that they have to do this before they go into battle. And they went through with it. And it was something God said to do to show commitment and show obedience, even though it made no sense. It made no sense to have an army bedridden for a week. We've talked about this enough. Let's move on to the next part of the verse. It just didn't make any sense. But courage requires that we move forward even when things don't make sense. Even when we look out at the world and think it makes no sense what's happening, courage is moving forward in spite of that. Because sometimes the only logical thing we can do is look at our world or even our lives and say, why? Why did these things have to happen? Just look at our world in the past week. One city in our country endured a, a, a young girl with a promising career killed by a madman. Why does something like that have to happen? A group of people just living their lives, killed by terrorists, shot one at a time. Why did 49 people have to die like that? A family enjoying a vacation in Disney World ends up losing a child because of an alligator attack. It just doesn't make sense. And there's a lot of ways to look out at our world and say, I just give up. I give up. It's so divided. It's so bad. Leadership is bad. Direction is bad. I just give up. But courage doesn't look for what makes sense before it makes a decision and moves forward. Courage is moving forward even when it doesn't make sense. Courage is refusing to stop moving in the right direction even when it doesn't make sense. See, we tend to want to stop. If you got hurt really bad in a relationship, people tend to say, I'm done with that. Being alone is the safe way not to get hurt. And so I'm just going to stop. Maybe you took a risk and you failed and experienced some failure in your life and it made you say, I'm not ever doing that again. Maybe you have an idea to move forward in life and you're just not willing to do it because you think, well, this is not going to make sense to anybody. Courage is moving forward even when it doesn't make sense. And you may be the only person in your friend group, you may be the only person in your family that's starting to develop this desire to follow God with your life. This desire to know who Jesus is and follow him more deeply and live that full life. You may be the only person that's in your group, at work, at school, at home, that's really considering making that decision. 
And there's part of you that would say, it just doesn't make sense because I'd be the only one. Well, if you have courage, it means you move forward even when it doesn't make sense. The Israelites, they kept moving forward. It didn't make sense to undergo major surgery right before battle, but they did it. They obeyed. They're healed up and they're ready to march. And they're thinking, all right, that big river we had to cross is behind us. That little, uh, or that big surgical procedure with uh, rocks is behind us. And now, here we go. We're ready to go defeat the first city. And they go marching up to the city of Jericho. And it says this. Now, the gates of Jericho were securely barred because of the Israelites. No one went out and no one came in. And what they would have seen as they march up to this city is a wall that's six feet deep, thick with rock, and a 12 feet high wall that was nothing but rock. And they have to be just throwing down their swords thinking, can we not catch a break? Can we not get a break, God? Look, we're doing everything you say, and now here's this wall. There may be times in your life you're saying, God, could I just catch a break? That's all I need. I just need a break. I just need one break. I just need just one thing to go my way because it seems like nothing is going my way. Have you ever felt like that? You go through a period in life and you think nothing is going my way. But you know what they did? Instead of just saying, forget it, I give up, nothing's going my way, we're out of here, uh, we're just going to go back to living by the river in the desert, it's just not going to work. God told them what to do. He told them to walk around the city in a certain way for a certain amount of days. And at the end of that, they're supposed to yell and the walls would come down. That made no sense. But they did it and the walls came down. And it took a lot of courage to say, God, it doesn't make sense. Not sure why we're doing it this way. But it took their courage to overcome the obstacles in their life. So what's your wall? What's the thing that's between you and and the life that God has promised you through Jesus Christ. If, if you wouldn't walk out of here and say, I'm a follower of Christ, and I believe that he is the one that gets me to the life that I'm supposed to live. If you can't say that with confidence, then what's the wall between that life and where you are right now? Because it's going to take courage to get there. And it's not something you can do on your own. They had to surrender to God and what God asked before God's power was displayed in their life. So what is it that you just have to say, I'm just going to surrender this. I'm finished. Because for them, it was their breakthrough moment. Because after that, the wall fell. And after they had some ups and downs after that, but ultimately they got to the place that God had for them. That was the moment they obeyed, they listened, they did what God said to do. And you could have a breakthrough moment, a defining moment today. I mean, for some people, it's just letting go and saying, yes, I, I will go ahead, I'm gonna accept what Jesus has for me. I'm gonna accept this promise. I'm gonna accept this forgiveness. And if that's you, we would love to guide you through that decision. And for some people, the surrender that they, that they need to make it's just surrendering and saying, God, I'm going to do what you say to do. It, the wall is, you just haven't been willing to take a step. You're going to see some people taking a step today. In just a couple of minutes, 
there are going to be some people come out and take the step of baptism. And all baptism is, it's just a way of saying I surrender. I surrender my life to God's will because I want the full life that Jesus promised. And some people get a wall about the mechanics of it. Some people get a wall about, oh my gosh, I don't want to be in front of people. Uh, some people get a wall about, well, I don't have to do what somebody's telling me to do. I'm not telling you to do it. I'm just saying, this is what God asked every follower of Christ to do. I can remember, and, and so some of us, some of you may have a wall and you're thinking, I'm just not quite ready. Something's holding me back. I just, I, I think I'm gonna go and then I, something holds me back. I remember many, many years ago, the night that I made a decision I wanted to be a follower of Christ. I was at a Bible study, asked some friends, how do I get in on this? They guided me through that decision and I became a follower of Christ. My grandfather was a, a preacher at this little country church an hour and a half away and so I call him up. I said, hey, um, I decided I want to follow Christ and I want, to, I want to be baptized, but something's holding me back. I'm not sure what it is. And without blinking, he said, that's a devil, boy. You better get in your car and come on up here now. <laughs> and I was like, yes, sir. You know, and I did. I got in the car. I drove the hour and a half and I followed Christ in baptism that night. So what, what, what's holding you back? I mean, he cut to the chase. He got to the bottom of what was holding me back. So what's holding you back? What's keeping you from making that decision? Because courage is moving forward in spite of what might make sense to you. Courage is moving forward in spite of any fears. See, the Israelites did that. They kept moving forward in spite of what fears may have been inside them, in spite of what obstacles might have been in front of them, they kept moving forward. And many years later, in fact, about a generation later, they're living in the promised land at this time, Joshua is a very old man. He's over 100 years old at this time, point. And Joshua goes before the people, the people he had led so many years before. And he says this in Joshua 24, starting at verse 14. Now fear the Lord and serve him with all faithfulness. Throw away the gods your ancestors worshiped beyond the Euphrates River and in Egypt and serve the Lord. But if serving the Lord seems undesirable to you, then choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve, whether the gods your ancestors served beyond the Euphrates or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you are now living. But as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. So the courage that Joshua displayed throughout all of his life when things looked bad, when he didn't understand, when it seemed like, God, can I get a break? I don't understand what's going on. He kept displaying courage and kept moving forward in spite of all the fears around him. And now as a very old man, he could look back and say, you know, God really was with me. Even when things were difficult, God was with me. Even when I was afraid, God was with me. Even when it seemed like life was falling apart, God was with me. And all along the way, God equipped Joshua to be able to look back on his life and say, look, y'all can choose whoever you want to choose to follow. I'm going to serve the Lord. And I'm going to do it because of the faithfulness he has displayed. And now Joshua's words are forever in front of people who want to follow God. The example of a man who his whole life 
pushed through his fears and showed courage and could be at the end of life and say, the courage I've had brings resolve. And the resolve it brings is, no matter what anybody else does, no matter what's going on around me, I am going to serve the Lord. So what he's telling us is you have a choice to make. You have a choice between the life that Jesus Christ promises every person, a full life. And you have the choice of staying where you are and allowing that obstacle to get higher and higher and thicker and wider. Or today you can just say, you know what, I'm finished with that. I want the life I'm living to get to the life that God has for me. And that means different things for different people. For some of you, it means that today's the day that you say, I'm going to be a follower of Christ. And you come and talk to us and we'll guide you through that decision and explain what all of that means and the commitment that you're making. For some of you right there at your seat, you just decide this thing in my life that I've been so afraid of, this barrier between me and God. I once knew him and I built this barrier up and and here I stand disconnected from God. You can right there in your seat just make a decision. God, I want to break that wall down again and have Jesus back into my life. You can decide that right there. And for some of you, you have never made the decision to follow Christ in baptism like you're going to see some people do. And all they're saying is, we surrender. We surrender our life to Him. We've pushed through our fears. We're displaying courage and letting you know that Jesus Christ is who forgives our sins. And they're saying we claim Him as the one who will connect us with God for eternity. Some of you need to make that step. And you might have questions about, well, I was baptized as a baby. What does that mean? There's people in the back to talk to you about that. Or, hey, I was baptized before. Do I need to do that again? There's people in the back to talk to you about that. So as, as in a couple minutes, the band will instruct you and you'll stand up and, and sing with us. You'll see some people get baptized that have already planned to do it. And then just go to the back, right there the, the, at the back of the room on my right. There's a couple people back there to talk to you through whatever decision that you need to make. And, and we put such a focus on this because quite often we're up here with this baptistry in, in behind me and you see people get baptized. That's because what we're all about is helping people get connected with God. And a lot of people this year so far have taken that step. Let it be you. You be the one that says, I'm going to claim this grace and I'm going to push through my fears and allow the forgiveness of Christ to come in and overwhelm my life. Let's pray. God, thank you for the forgiveness you offer all of us. And Father, I pray for the people right now that are in their seats just contemplating a decision. I pray that you would just help them push through their fears and walk back there and say, I'm ready. I pray this in Jesus' name.